Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, send it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. I do want to remind you this program is brought to you in part by the support of our listeners. And I want to thank Norm, Andrew, and Susan for sending along donations to our website at support.greatdetectives.net on a one-time basis. And uh, I also want to thank Lisa and Chris for uh, sending in a donation through our P.O. Box at P.O. Box 15913, Boise, Idaho, 83715. You can also support the show at patreon.greatdetectives.net. Now it's time for today's episode of Nightbeat, the original air date, March the 6th of 1950, and this one is number 13. Night Beat. Hi, this is Randy Stone. I cover the Night Beat for the Chicago Star. The stories I run into start in a million different ways. This one began with a gun in my face and ended with the number 13. Nightbeat, starring Frank Lovejoy as Randy Stone. It's night again in Chicago, and that's when I start out looking for a story that'll make you say, it takes all kinds to make a world. Yeah, it sure does. One by one, I pass them. That girl over there with her hair held tightly in place by a scarf. Each carefully marceled wave a hopeful insurance that she'll end up looking like somebody in a movie magazine. Or that, that beaten old man picking a crumbled, soiled newspaper out of a rubbish can. Why does he want a paper? He knows tomorrow will be the same for him no matter what happens in France or England... Or just around the corner. So tonight, I found myself in a quiet section of the residential district. I wondered what was behind the lighted squares of glass and what went on. Who were those people and what were their problems? I kept going and I walked into... I, I beg your pardon. Hmm? Oh, yes? I, I hesitate to bother you, sir, but do you have a match? I have a lighter, will that do? Thank you. There you are. Oh, uh, just a moment. Yeah. I am afraid I didn't get a light after all. <laughs> What's the matter, Pop? Afraid to ask me for the touch? Here. Please, put your hands up. What? I'm not joking. I have a gun. Oh, I see it. Put your hands okay, up. Okay, okay. Like this? I warn you, I, I'll shoot if you try anything. Well, rule number one when facing a stick-up man who's obviously pulling his first job, be very careful. It's not my first. Oh, a hardened old offender. Hmm? Hand me your wallet. What, with my hands in the air? Well, put them down, but remember what I said now. Sure. Why is a nice-looking old man like you doing this? Stop talking and hand me your wallet. All right. Here. Now, now turn around. Face the wall. 
And don't try to follow me. Pop, hand me the gun and tell me all about it. Don't come toward me. The gun, Pop. Now hand it over. We'll have a talk. Maybe over a cup of coffee. Stay away, I said. I should have had better sense. A novice at a stick-up is like a kid with the Einstein theory. He doesn't know what it's all about, and he shoots out of sheer fright and nervousness. That sharp, searing pain across my temple before I blacked out told me a bullet had creased my skull. That's all I remembered until I woke up in a precinct police station. Well, coming out of it, huh, Stone? Oh, oh my head, I... Hmm, Kalski, did you get him? Nope, prowl car picked you up. Somebody reported a shot. Oh, oh, and you brought me here. Mm. Want to try sitting out? Oh, sure. Oh. How close was it? Mm, quarter of an inch from pay dirt, I'd say. Kalski, you are now looking at a prize boob. Oh? Oh, yes, yes. I tried to take a gun away from a stick-up man. You ought to have better sense. But this was different. I don't think he ever did it before. Guy has to start sometime. Yeah, but he, uh... Want a description? Uh... That's what I'm waiting for, Randy. Man about 70. 70? 70. Oh, with a long white beard. Kalski, the man, was about 70. A little over five and a half feet. Sure, sure. Name a Rip Van Winkle? For all I know, it might be. But when you find him, he'll have my wallet on him. Oh, and Kalski. Yeah? He's nervous enough to take a shot at anybody. Next time, he might be able to hold a gun a little steadier and on target. <laughs> So, ten minutes later, I left the precinct station. Kalski put out a call for the little old man who made like Jesse James. I went back to my desk at the Star. Maybe I had a story. I wanted to wait until the police picked up the old man because whatever made him turn bandit was a story. An hour passed, and I was just about getting ready to give up. Oh, hi, Mr. Stone. Oh, hello, Larry. I didn't come in this time of night. You're almost always out. <laughs> Larry, you don't know how close I was to that, permanently. Hurt your head? Uh, yeah. How? Well, I was wearing my hat with a feather in the band. Huh? Yes, I got mixed up in a badminton game. I don't get it. Well, you work on it, kid. I'll see you tomorrow. Oh, oh, oh I get it. <laughs> feather, badminton. Ah, A for effort, Larry. Oh, hey, hey, I almost forgot. Go on. Uh, here's a package for you. For me? What is it? I don't know. Open it up and see. Ah, that's working them off, kid. <laughs> Where did you get this? Hey, that's a wallet with some dough in it's it. It's mine. I said, where'd you get this? Dame gave it to him. Where is she? Left, I guess. By the elevator? I guess so. Least way she was waiting for it when you I... You sure it wasn't a man? I'm old enough to tell a difference. Oh, I stand here chewing the phone. Hey, 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 what's going on? Hey, 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 Mr. Stone. Uh, Larry, stay by the phone. Take down anything that comes in. The woman who brought back my wallet had eight floors to go down on that slow night elevator. I had a chance to beat her to the lobby, so I took the stairs five at a time. And then I was in the lobby, but the elevator had beaten me down. I ran over to the night man. Well, hello, Mr. Stone. How are you? How are you? You didn't come down in the elevator? Yeah, how long you been down here? Oh, just a couple of seconds. A woman ride down with you? Uh, yeah, from your floor. She go outside? Uh, yeah. Hey, something wrong. Now, come on with me, will you? Uh, why all the fuss? Would you recognize the woman if you saw again? Oh, I guess so. I take a look both ways. Tell me if you see her. Uh, and I'm a little hat, old lady, too. Old? How old? Mm, 60, 65, thereabouts. See, you see her? Oh, uh, ain't sure, but I think that's her at the bus stop. Which side of the street? Uh, other side, next block. Okay, thanks. See you later. <laughs> 
Maybe it was she, maybe it wasn't. I hurried across the street just as a bus pulled up and took on a passenger. A little old lady wearing a little hat. I reached the stop as the bus was pulling away. Hey, hey, you always stick your head in front of buses like that, Buster? Yeah, I get results in rides that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There were other vacant seats in the bus, but the one I wanted was next to a little old lady. A little old lady whose eyes were red, as though she'd been having a real good old-fashioned cry. She didn't even notice me sit down on the seat beside her. For a moment, I just sat and watched her frail, blue-veined hands pulling on a wet handkerchief and sobbing. There's something wrong, lady. Uh, No, 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 I'm all right. Thanks for returning my wallet. There's ten dollars missing. Oh, I I don't know what you're talking about. I I don't know anything about your wallet. You know, it'd be easy to check that. We get off, we take a bus back to the Star Building. There's a night man and an office boy who saw you. Uh, uh, This is my stop. Two blocks from the paper? That's a short ride. I... (laughs) Now, look, I don't know what this is all about, but I'm willing to learn. Now, you can either tell me here or we can go somewhere else. Uh, Can't you just... Forget it, please. Forget it? I could have been killed. I know, I know, but he didn't mean it. Who was he, or who is he? He, he's my husband. Oh. Well, do you want to talk about it? If I tell you why he did it, will you help him? Look, let's get off this bus. We'll take a cab to, well, where? I want to go home. I want to go home. All right, all right, I'll take you home. But something tells me I'm sticking my neck out. Mr. Stone. No, not right away. Is your husband here? No. All right, let's have the truth, Mrs. Benson. Why did your husband hold me up? It was the only way he could get the money tonight. Why tonight? We need $200 by tomorrow morning. Oh? Then why return my wallet to me with over $50 in it? Why didn't he keep it all? He needed just enough to... to... (laughs) Enough for what, Mrs. Benson? Uh, I, I want to show you something. Then you'll understand... Here. Look at these. Now, what are these? Look at them. Yes, I'm looking. What do they mean? Figures, problems, pages of them, notebooks filled with... His system for winning at roulette. Winning at... Oh, no. For the last ten years, he's done nothing but work on it. Well, there's always one of those. The big brain who can sit down and beat the little numbers that go around. Oh, please. Does he have any idea how many of these systems have put period to a lot of rosy dreams? He believes in it. Yeah, they all do. Harry's no fool. He's a brilliant man, Mr. Stone. He was a professor of mathematics. Was? Yes. But they said he was too old. Retired him. No other jobs? Nobody wanted a mathematician or a man almost 70. Yeah, but but this gambling, he should know better. The odds are never with the player, only with the house. At first, it was just a hobby. He liked to work out the, the odds. And then, when things got desperate... He... Yes, and now? We have the scent. And tonight he's going to play his big system, hmm? Where? I, I don't know. I told you, I, I don't know. Did he take the gun? No, he left it here. Well, that's one good thing anyway. What will you do now? I don't know. And the police? They're looking for him already. Oh, get to him first, Mr. Stone. Why? He won't let himself be arrested like a thief. That's the last thing he said. He wouldn't let the police arrest him.
are listening to Nightbeat, starring Frank Lovejoy as Randy Stone. So there I had it, a little old ex-professor of mathematics with another system for beating an unbeatable game. There's something in each of us that makes every individual believe he's different. The eye can do better. Philosophy is human. If it weren't, we wouldn't have the Brooklyn Bridge, the better mousetrap, or the fellow who blinks his eyes in bewilderment and says, I thought I had it all figured out. Okay, I decided to go after Professor Benson. I headed for a spot where I thought I might pick up some information. What's in your mind, Stone? I said you wanted to see me. Yeah, just for a minute, Cully. Okay, what? How's the game going? Win a little, I lose a little. You want in? No, not tonight. Tell the truth, Cully, I'm looking for a bigger layout. Blue chips here are 500. How big can you get? Oh, some. But this is a uh, private poker party. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't want news of it to get around. Oh, don't worry, Cully. I, uh, I did you a favor. Now, remember, give me a break in your paper. Okay, what do you want? I want to know where there's a roulette layout. Don't know? You get around. Some, but I don't talk about it. Just this once, Cully. Why? I'm looking for somebody who might be playing. Why? I got to find him. Why? Oh, Cully, you're repeating yourself. Anything else? Maybe I'd do you a favor. This? No. Besides, I don't think there's a wheel in town. I think there is. Okay, you think. Now, so long, Stan. All right. Oh, uh, before you go... Yeah. If I were you, I'd make this the last stop. You ask funny questions, and you might not get such funny answers. It was the same in the other three places. And after hitting each one, I checked with the police, but Professor Benson seemed to have got himself swallowed up somewhere in the thousand square miles of Chicago. And then I was on my way again, trying to remember all the likely places until... Hiya. Mind if I walk with you? Now, what if I did? Oh, I'd walk anyway. I need exercise. My doctor says so. Hey, you got a doctor? Oh, yeah. What's your problem? Oh, not much you couldn't clean up, Stone. Oh, you know me, hmm? Sure. Everybody knows Randy Stone. You're real famous, like. You're getting even more famous tonight. What's the answer to that? You've been around a few places. And that's illegal? No. But it's silly. <laughs> okay, so I'm silly. So long. Glad to meet you. Hey, not so fast, Stone. We gotta talk. On what subject? Money. That suits you? All right, all right, get rid of it. What have you got to say? Look, Stone, everybody wants peace and quiet. The whole world's in a mix-up because one guy don't agree with the other guy, right? Oh, my, 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 another big thinker with brass knuckles. Yeah. Now, like I say, everybody wants peace and quiet. But there's a lot of guys have to make a living in a funny way. Mm -hmm. Why don't you get to the point? Sure. Now, take you, for, for instance, for example, huh? Uh, your boss says, Stone, go out and see how many gambling joints are buzzing. So you being a nice, hard worker, you Nobody go out sent and... me out for that. Okay, so nobody sends. But somebody sends me. So what about it? Nothing. Only everybody likes to see everybody else happy. Maybe this could do it for you. Hmm. How much is that? A grand. I'm stirring up a lot of muddy water, huh? Yeah. You've been to three, four places. And to the car. Not for what you think. I ain't paid to think, only to carry out orders. This is one. Want the dough? Listen, I'm only looking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking for somebody. Cut it out. I'm telling the truth. I... I'm telling the truth, too. Stone, put your nose in one more place where they don't like stuck in noses. And somebody will push it right to the back of your head. As 
Sometime, somewhere, somebody said there's nothing like a quiet fireside complete with pipe and slippers. But can you make a career out of it? For that matter, can you make a career out of a hold-up, a creased skull, and a nasty little hoodlum? Well, I was trying to. And just to find an ex-professor who had a very common disease. I can't lose itis. Okay, I'd try one or two more places, and then I'd quit. I got the same answers, and by this time, the name of Randy Stone was enough to close more doors than a quarantine sign. I was asking for it, and I got it. Stone. Huh? Here I am again. Oh, yes, I see. Okay, you win. Let's forget the whole thing. Just like that, huh? Over here, you guys. Brought some friends. I said you win. Let's forget it. Yeah, you was told. You didn't pay attention. Here's your head, fella. Beat me up in every newspaper in town and get the story. They'll really split things open. I got orders. Oh, forget them. Go back and tell the guy... I got orders. Besides, you ought to be a good example. Any other cookie who thinks he's a one-man vice squad. You guys close it. Now, listen to me. I'm not out to set up a knockover for anything. I'm hunting for someone. Don't go through that again. It's the truth. I... Max, start the ball rolling. You're an idiot. You... To think you could have had a grand instead of this. Hey, now your nose looks much better. A professional working over is done with finesse. It's meant to stop just short of murder, but leave a nasty memory. When I came to, I was propped against a building in the alley, and the world at that moment was a bad place. And I was mad. And my anger was for the little professor with his system. Now I really wanted to find him and turn him over to the police. But I couldn't find him the way I'd started out. No one had talked. No one except perhaps one person. One of those strange, pathetic creatures known as a stoolie. I cleaned myself up at the nearest washroom, grabbed a cab, and went to see him at a dirty, shabby rooming house. He was there. Look, Randy, you got yourself worked over already. What do you want from me, huh? Just a little information, Gus. Yeah, yeah, I know. Nobody comes to me except for that. Someday I'm going to buy a chicken farm and get out of this business. Yeah, now listen, you know everything that goes on in this town, within limitations. Yeah, I know plenty. Uh, but not everything. Well, most of it. I want you to find out something for me. Yeah? There's a roulette wheel somewhere. I don't know nothing. Oh, come on, Gus, come on. Randy, sir, help me. Hope to kiss a pig. Nothing. Don't be afraid, Gus. I'm not starting a cleanup. I just want to find someone. I know from nothing. For $50? Huh? $50. Uh, it ain't good, Randy. I, I done a lot of favors for the cops. They shoot square with me. They, they kind of see I don't get hurt, but you... This isn't a crusade. I want to find someone. You leveling, Randy? I'm leveling. Well, if you ain't, if anything happens, both of us could end up real bad in the red. I do a nice business. All right, I, just I... between you and me, Gus. Now, how about it? 75 bucks? Okay, 75. Now? I haven't got it on me. You know I'm good for it. Then send it to me, not bring it personally. All right, all right, I'll send it to you. Uh-huh. Now, who do you want to find? So I left it with Gus, and he arranged to call me at a pay station as soon as he learned anything. I waited in front of the phone for an hour, and then an hour and a half. And all the while, I wondered what was happening with Professor Benson. The thing was building up in my mind. It'd be ironic if his system worked with my money. <laughs> what would I do? What could I do? Whose money would it be? Then the call came through in the booth. Hello? Randy? Oh, yeah, yeah, Gus. Yeah, I got what you want, but you got to promise no knockover. No, I told you that. Okay. There's a little guy like you told me about. He's playing the wheel. Where? Uh, remember the old Dixie Club? 
Yeah. Okay, there's a layout in the back. Everything from Pharaoh to one-armed bandits. All fancy. And he's there? Yeah. And, and Randy. What? You better get there quick. Why? What's the matter? This guy's hotter than a two-dollar pistol, and the boy's running the joint of getting cross with him. All right, I'll see you. Now hold it, what? will you? You gotta know how to get in. Yeah, that might be handy. How do I do it? Well, when you get to the door, just say, the name is McReady, see? Yeah, McReady. I went back to Mrs. Benson because I figured I might need her. Then the two of us went to the old Dixie Club. From the outside, it looked like a boarded-up house. But Gus knew what he was talking about. A knock on the door, it opened a tiny bit. And I was McReady. Then the door opened all the way. Mrs. Benson and I went in, back to a big room filled with people. But the dice game was deserted, so was the blackjack table and the pharaoh layout, also the poker tables. But the crowd pressed in against the roulette table. Around a little old man whose face was flushed and whose skin glistened with perspiration. In front of him was a huge stack of chips, and as Mrs. Benson and I approached the table. Number 11, black. Uh, I, I won. I, I won again. It's working. You see, everyone, it's working. Hello, Benson. Uh, Stone. Uh-huh. Doing all right, huh? Uh, please, you're, you're not here to take me away. Well, that's the general idea. Harry, come with us. Oh, no, no. Look, I, I've got all this and there's more to come. Okay, okay, you're ahead. But there is something else. Earlier this evening, you... Here, did... here's your money. Take it. Harry, I, I've never seen you like this. Dora, all this money, yours, yours and mine. Yeah, all right, now, come on. Pick it up and let's go. No, I won't let you take me till I play to the end of my system. Your system, yes. Yes, I've waited for this. Waited till I knew I was right. Now you want to take, take it me. easy. What's your trouble, mister? Are you speaking to me? Right to you. Who are you? I happen to run this place. Well, it's slightly illegal, isn't Who it? Who are you? I'll tell you. He's a newspaper man. His name is Stone, and he wants to Shut take up. me away. Stone, huh? How'd you get in here? I know a man named McReady. I wish I knew how you got to know him. I was introduced. Now, let's cut out the small talk. Five grand isn't small talk. That's what he's into me for. Any objection if he takes it and leaves? I won't. You listen to me. Harry, don't you know what you've done tonight? Yes, I do. I've won for us. All right, then take it and leave. No. No, I said no. For 40 years, I gave everything I had to other people. What did they give me? A, a gold watch. And a wonderful speech. But Dora and I couldn't eat the speech. Maybe if you spent over half your life... O over half your life in trying to... Harry. Try to... Try... Harry... <laughs> All right, well, what do we do now? It's up to him. He's playing a closed table. If he wants to go on, all right. I do. That answer you, Stone? Now, what'll happen? What do you mean by that? Figure it out. I see. You know what could happen, don't you, Stone? Sure, I've met a few muscle boys already tonight. Could get worse. Okay. All right, Benson, it's your funeral. You've got $5,000 in front of you now. You can take it and leave. Or you can play. Suit yourself. I... I'm going to play. No, Harry, I no. I've got two more numbers, Dora, two more. Okay, place your bet, Benson. Yes. Uh, uh, 27, red. $1,000. Will you take that much? I'll cover it. Go ahead. Harry, for the last time, don't. No matter what we say, he'll do it. Let him go. 27, red. All right, spin it. Sure. And be careful. Yeah, I'll be careful. Please spin the wheel. <gasps> Harry. What's the matter? Uh, uh, Nothing, nothing. Go on, spin it. Sure.
number 27. Red. <laughs> you, you see? You see, you thought I was crazy, but look at it. Look at it. I, I, I've won again. <laughs> I've... Uh, uh, Harry! Listen. Come on, help me get him away from me. Take him into my office. Will you get him no, away from I've here? I've got to play one, one more. One yeah, more sure, number, sure. Please. You've got to play one more number. Give me a hand, somebody, please. That's no, it, thank no, you. don't Come on, Ben. Come on, come on. All right, I'm the coach. You, you don't understand. There's one more number. My, my, my money. Where is it? It's at the table. Now, take it easy. No, my money. Somebody will steal It'll it. It'll be all right. Dora, go, go back and get it. Dora, go I'll back. call for a doctor. No, no, no. Let me up. Let me... No, Harry, lie down. Lie down. My money. Get it, Dora. Get it. All right, get all right, all right. <laughs> Stay with him, Mrs. Benson. Don't let him up. Yes. Well? How much does he have coming? Including the last spend, 41000 can you cover? I'll cover. All right, cash these. Wait a minute. Maybe he wants to play some more. He's finished playing. Cash these. Okay. Eddie, get 41000 in the safe and... No! Leave it there. What? Leave it there. What are you talking about? He wants to play it. Oh, he's crazy. Let me talk to him. No. No, he won't listen. He wants to play it. To the end. He made me promise I would. Well, well do you want to? I promised. All of it? Yes. Can you cover that much? Not at 35 to 1. 20 cents on the dollar, take it or leave it. Take it and I'll spend. Leave it and I'll close the wheel now. I'll play Oh, for the love of heaven, Mrs. Benson, there's $41,000 here. Do you realize you can lose? He said I couldn't. I bet he's got... I promised I'd play it on number 21. Oh, let me talk to him. Let me... No, no, I made a promise. Play it. 41,000 on number 21, Red. Is that what you want? Yes. All right. A fair spin. A fair spin. And the last one. Go ahead, please. Go ahead. All right. 21, Red. Number 13, Black. Are you satisfied, Mr. Benson? Yes, yes, I am. I didn't want it to win. I didn't want that money because it killed him. It killed him? Yes. Yes, he's dead. What? Oh, Mrs. Benson, I... Oh, what can I say? Oh, he was so sure, so sure. And I lied to him. I lied. But I didn't want it. It killed him. You lied? No, no, you kept your promise. You played for him. Here. But his system, it's... Uh... Oh, Mrs. Benson, you played 21. I know. And his last number was 13. Here I sit, back in the office, wondering, watching the lights go out in the dingy gray of dawn creeping through the streets. And somewhere out there is an old woman, a lonely old woman who could have had almost $50,000, but at the loss of something that no amount of money could buy back for her. The man who quit while he was ahead. Yep. Where there's a winner, there's a loser. 
That's the way it's been, and that's the way it'll always be. Well, uh, copy, boy. Nightbeat, a new dramatic series, stars Frank Lovejoy as Randy Stone. Tonight's story was written by Russell Hughes. Nightbeat is edited by Larry Marcus and directed by Warren Lewis. Music by Frank Worth. Others in tonight's cast were Jane Morgan, Stan Waxman, Wilms Herbert, William Tracy, Gerald Moore, and Jack Crucian. Frank Lovejoy will next be seen in Milton Sperling's production, Rock Bottom, released by Warner Brothers. Throughout the week, NBC brings you the very best adventure mystery dramas on the air. You'll hear action-packed, fast-moving plots to hold your interest right up to the smashing climax on NBC's thrilling mystery shows. During these stellar programs, you'll hear mystery and intrigue, adventure, and high-tension drama. Match your powers of observation against the best in detective fiction, in solving crimes, and unraveling intrigue. There's fast-moving action to lift you from beside your radio into the romantic land of mystery and adventure. These exciting dramas are as interesting as tomorrow's race results today, and you'll hear them every night over most of these NBC stations. Remember, if it's mystery and adventure dramas you're tuned for, tune for the best on NBC. Listen next week at this same time and every week as Randy Stone searches through the city for the strange stories waiting for him in the darkness. The stories that come out of the shadows to find their way into Nightbeat. Stay tuned for Brian Donlevy as a soldier of fortune on Dangerous Assignment on NBC. This is Andrea J. Graham, author of the Web Surface series. Oh, and a madam's wife. You're listening to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. Welcome back. Uh, another story that illustrates how Nightbeat, particularly in the early going, is a very different sort of program. Because it's a show where Randy Stone can actually lose, because he's not always just trying to solve a crime. Here he has a mystery. It's a race uh, against uh, time like he had in the uh, opening, only it didn't go uh, quite as well. And uh, you, you end up with a story that that is a bit of a tragedy. It does show the strength of Randy's character and concern that he goes to these links for somebody who robbed him at gunpoint, and then he gets beat up in the process uh, before turning to the stoolie who's actually able to get him the information, which does kind of beg the question, uh, why didn't he go to the stoolie earlier, particularly when he got warned off a couple of times? You know, it's 
like, uh, okay, so I was warned if I go into one more place, they're going to beat me up. So let me go into a few more places, though, and hope they don't beat me up. Uh, you know, I think at that point, it would have been sensible just to call the stoolie and to have him get it. You know, and I'm not a very spendy person. Uh, uh, and $75 in 1950 was a lot of money. But uh, I think that uh, had he just chosen to go ahead and do that right then, he could have avoided a beating. So not, uh, his heart's in the right place, but sometimes uh, doesn't always make the best decisions. All right, listener comments and feedback now. And we start off with... Uh, First off, well, we have a letter from Chris, and he says, I have to admit, I cheat. I listen to other old-time radio shows, and I'm always disappointed when you are not at the end to talk about the show. You are funny and insightful. Uh, thank you so much for all uh, your work, and uh, you can see my work heading into uh, Lew uh, Lewiston. And... Uh, it's a, uh, and he is actually a sculptor and uh, sent, sent along one of his brochures that shows this uh, work uh, out in Lewiston. So I uh, definitely appreciate that as I have little talent for physical things and none for artistic. Uh, if I'm ever assigned to draw anything like in a class, it ends up being stick figures. So um, I appreciate uh, any ability and, um, and I appreciate your kind words and I always, I have no problems with anybody else listening to other, uh, old time radio, uh, podcast because I listen to other things too. And actually I get disappointed when I finish listening to, to the, an episode of something like, uh, uh, something and saying, you know, and I'm actually in my head composing commentary of what I'm going to say. And then I realize this isn't for great detectives. It's not for amazing world of radio. It's not for Superman. I can't say anything about this. Well, at least not in um, a commentary form, but I appreciate your comment. Thanks so much, Chris. And then Andrew, uh, 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 writes, thank you, Adam, for all the hard work in keeping up the podcast. Well, thanks so much, Andrew. And, uh, finally have a comment from Tim, uh, specific to Nightbe, who writes, the plot of a world of his own was very close to Raymond Chandler's Farewell, My Lovely. A lovable punch drunk sap still holds a torch for the woman who left him and moved on to marry into society. Uh, Billy echoes, uh, Moose Malloy. Um, Mrs. Uh, what's her name echoes Velma. There are differences, but the main plot line is the same. But hey, if you're going to steal, steal from the best. Both works were well done and treated with respect and style. I'm glad you bent the definition of detective and included not beat as your new series. I'm looking forward to hearing uh, Bill Conrad again as the uh, expectant father, uh, one of my favorites. Well, thanks so much, Tim. Um, I can definitely see... Um, uh, I can definitely see maybe Farewell, My Lovely as a, an inspiration for the character of uh, Billy. I wouldn't say that they stole uh, because they're yeah, there's a difference between, you know, we've heard some outright ripoffs. Uh, and this is just being uh, inspired. Uh, I mean, uh, we've, we've heard so many attempts on this program to uh, borrow 
to you know outright lift the plot of Maltese Falcon. Uh, one ironically, um, you know, starring uh, George Raft. Uh, this one is just a little bit of inspiration. Perhaps I could definitely see that. And I'm looking forward to hearing uh, that episode as well. Uh, with a lot of these series, when I get into them, not beat, I've listened to probably about 20 some episodes. Uh, so there are a lot of episodes that are going to be new to me. And you get into that really, that to me is the really fun part of the series where I'm uh, discovering the show with uh, you. So I am looking forward to really getting to go all the way through all the episodes of Not Beat we have out there. All right. Well, that will do it for today. If you do have a comment, send it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.